Hi friends, it's Haley and Lynn, and you are listening to This We Know Podcast. To get stronger, the gym is a pretty good place to be. But where do we go to strengthen our hearts? How can we stay spiritually in shape to experience joy in every season? This is a space for us to grow our faith muscles together. With a little bit of practice and a whole lot of grace, we'll train our hearts to trust. Together, we'll lift our eyes from our ever-changing circumstances back to God, renewing our minds in His faithful promises. So let's jump in so we can confidently step back into this day with a fresh mind and full heart, knowing we've got a king in our corner. God is making a way. He is faithful in every season. This we know. Welcome back. This is Lynn and Haley and I are going to be talking today about fear of the future. We know that fear often brings feelings of worry and anxiety, and it's something that I've walked through for years of my life. So if you find yourself currently in a season of being fearful or worried or anxious, we have some truth that we would love to share with you that has really helped both Hale and me. Yes, Lenny, worry is something that I have struggled with since I was honestly a teenager. And I feel like now more than ever, our society is constantly worrying and anxious. I have to make a point of just not turning on the news first thing in the morning. And I remember for the longest time, I actually had the serenity prayer on a little rock. (laughs) I think it was like hot pink. It was really cool. And it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And I just love that because worrying is about us trying to control the uncontrollable. It easily takes us from the present moment and robs us of it because we're so focused on what's going to happen in the future. I know for me, one of the biggest fears that I wrestle with, and I have for a long time, anyone who knows me could probably tell you that this is one of my biggest fears. But back in 2008, I lost my dad really unexpectedly to a brain aneurysm. And when you lose someone that is so very close to you, a relative, a friend, whoever that may be, especially when it happens so abruptly, it's just instilled this this perpetual fear in me of losing another person that I'm really close with. But it's interesting how that fear of losing someone can really stay with you. And I would say that when I started dating my now husband, Chase, that was always the biggest fear, especially once we got married, I actually ended up going to therapy because I just lived in this constant crippling fear that something would happen to him and how I would go throughout the rest of my life without my spouse, especially having watched my mom go through losing her spouse prematurely. And what was interesting for me, Hale, something that I think God really taught me in that season of crippling fear is that, of course, therapy was helpful, just kind of talking through that fear and feeling hurt. 
God in that season kept reminding me that he is my ultimate counselor and that while it's wonderful to pursue therapy, he was trying to counsel my heart and he was telling me something that I wasn't really receiving through therapy. And that was that I needed to surrender my fear to God. I was choosing fear over trust and he kept calling me time and time again to surrender the fear of losing my spouse to God, to just bring that before him, lay it at his feet and say, Lord, by me worrying about losing Chase prematurely, that doesn't do anything. Just like you said earlier, like that doesn't give me control over the uncontrollable. God is the author of our lives and he knows when we will all take our last breath. And I know that he has a good plan for my marriage, that he has a good plan for Chase and for me. And so I think just laying that before him and saying, here you go, God, I'm giving this to you and I trust you and I trust you with our future. That was such a freeing feeling. Like, I think I slept better than I ever had that night that I was like willing to just finally lay that before the Lord. And so I think what that's taught me since then is that when I start to have that crippling fear come up again, whether it's fear of the safety of my daughter or fear of the future of my marriage or fear of my job or whatever that may be. I'm not quick to do this always. I will slowly start to hear God inviting me to release that fear to him. And when I do, it is like the biggest relief. It is the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders, knowing that God who is in control, regardless if I bring that to him or not, just really trusting him and just knowing that he is a good father. And that doesn't mean that I won't walk through grief again. This, we are not promised to live an easy life without pain and grief, but just knowing that when that fear does come on, I know what to do now. And for me, the act of obedience is giving that to the Lord and surrendering it to him and just choosing to trust him and his sovereignty. Gosh, Lynn, that is so good. We talk about this all the time where we're picturing this mountain in front of us and we're fearing it. We're thinking about it all the time, but God always finds a way to help us over the mountain. Or maybe as the time gets closer, he takes us on a totally new path and we end up not needing to climb it in the first place. I think where I have really struggled is sweating the small stuff. Sometimes I'll just go upstairs and Sean can tell when I'm, when I'm a little bit stressed and I'll say, oh, I'm just really overwhelmed because of this meeting coming up. And I remember specifically the performance review. I was really, really stressed. And Sean looked at me and he said, Hale, you got to be prepared. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean, did you just make the most epic pun of all time? But now our thing is to be prepared. So when I start fearing something in the future, I think, yes, it's really cheesy, but wonderfully punny. I think oh, I got to get prepared. Prayer is so incredible. When we pray, we can surrender everything that we're hoping to into God's hands. And something that I told my sixth graders, what I started doing is I started picturing Jesus already being there with me. So if I had a performance review, literally I would picture Jesus Jesus also on the calendar invite with me so that I wasn't alone, just guiding me where I can look to Jesus and instantly feel like, okay, he's got this. I'm so glad that you talked about the fact that you imagine Jesus in that upcoming meeting with you. I think that's another key to helping us 
navigate through our fear is knowing and trusting with all of your heart that God is already in your future. A verse that Hale and I have referenced in other episodes that we love is Deuteronomy 31.8. And it says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And as you're talking, I am thinking about so many times where I have been really worried and anxious about an upcoming trip, maybe with people that I don't know super well, like a bachelorette party or just like a fun weekend with friends, but it's people I don't know super well, or it's an upcoming vacation or maybe even like a honeymoon or whatever it may be, a really fun thing that I should be excited about and anticipating with a lot of excitement, but rather I'm anxious and worried and have these different fears. And it's because I'm not imagining God already going before me and being there. I'm just picturing how I'm going to rely on my own strength to make sure it's like the best weekend possible. And I'm not tapping into the strength of the Lord. And when we do decide to actually imagine the Lord going before us and the fact that he will make a way, it's just so empowering knowing, wow, we really get to rely on his strength and just remembering that as a believer in Christ, his power lives in us. Yes. You know, that is one of my favorite verses. If I was a tattoo gal, I would probably put it somewhere (laughs) on my wrist or maybe the inside of my finger would be cool. I don't know. I'm not... (laughs) I've never done that before. We could get tattoos when we're grannies. Yes. I'm getting some ink at 85. <laughs> Come on, this we know tattoo across our backs. Yes. <laughs> upper back. Oh my gosh, upper back. So here comes my research. I love that you're like our researcher. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> what should my researcher name be? Hildred? Hildred. I'm going to come up with something good for this. It's going to be your research podcast name. Research name TBD crash course. (laughs) So I was reading this NBC article where a professor of psychology at USC said that 85% of what we worry about never actually happens. So if I wrote down everything that I worried about and then read it later on, I would see that most of that stuff never actually happened. And one of my favorite passages in Matthew 6 is called, do not be anxious. And basically, Jesus is looking at all of these people, and he's saying that we don't need to be anxious about our lives. And he starts pointing to the birds in the sky, and he says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? I just love that he challenges us with how does worrying add a single hour to our life? And I think that really is resonating so much with me today, Hale, because I know I previously talked about how I've learned to surrender my fear, but kind of going back to what you were saying, I think I have learned a little bit more how to surrender those bigger fears in my life. But when it comes to the small stuff, I am still so quick to worry. Worry is my default. And so what do I do? I go to Google and I research the heck out of whatever I'm worried about, hoping that that is going to provide some kind of relief rather than just turning to him immediately when I am anxious about something. 
I run the opposite way. And I'm like, no, I'm going to figure this out myself. I'm just going to research. I'm going to call my friends or or my husband and talk about this fear and just beat it to death (laughs) rather than just going directly to the Lord first. And then maybe doing a Google or calling a friend or calling Chase. I'm just like so quick to just sit in that worry. I think this episode is so encouraging to me. And this verse specifically is so encouraging to me. And God is teaching me like right now, Lynn, let go that hour of anxiety. It could have been an hour of you giving that fear to me and letting me cover you with my perfect peace that doesn't even make sense. Gosh, when we do have the obedience to run to him first, the peace that he provides is just the best feeling in the world. It's like, it's okay. It's okay that I am scared right now, but it is okay because he is a good father and he is working all things out together for my good because he loves us. That is so good. And I'm with you. Sometimes I will do everything possible to try to control the situation or figure out an answer before I go to God. God will be last on my list sometimes. And then once I turn to him and pray and surrender my fear and give it to him, I feel that exact peace that you're talking about, Lenny. It's almost like, have you ever been in the airport when you're just carrying all your luggage and I haven't transitioned to like a cool backpack yet? I have this really cute bag that I carry through the airport and yes, it's cute, but it's not that practical because my shoulder's always really hurting. And when Sean offers to take it, or if I beg him to take it from me, He will always take it. And immediately I feel so much relief. And it's wild how when I actually take the time to be still and say, Lord, this is so heavy. I need you to take this for me. Please make a way. Guide me through this. If possible, if it's in your will, can you please take this away? Could this not even happen? And if it does have to happen, can you please just guide me and comfort me? That moment of surrender and release just gives so much peace. And in Philippians 4, 4 through 9, it says, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. So I don't know what you are worrying about, what is heavy on your heart. After this, if you were to take some time just to be still and quiet before the Lord and open your heart, what would you release into his hands, into God's control, giving him the reins, saying, I cannot carry this anymore. I want you to be the Lord of my life, to be the Lord of this. Maybe you're in a season of singleness and you're thinking, God, when will I meet the right person? And you just give that timeline to him. Maybe it's for the first time or for the millionth time. You just surrender it and ask him to take that from you. Maybe you've been in a relationship for a little while and you're wondering is this the right person? And surrendering that to God to guide you. Maybe you're married and you have just been waiting and praying for a baby. And you're wondering, why am I not getting pregnant? Maybe you're worrying about your health, your family, your children. For a lot of us, we worry about how we look 
how we come across worrying about our wheat. And so my question is, what can we do to help us through our worry? And a common saying is, have you prayed as much as you've worried about it? Praying is such a beautiful thing because God already knows what's on our hearts, right? Prayer reminds us who God is. And as we pray through these things, Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. And this is pretty incredible that Jesus is saying, hey, come to me first. Don't come to me last. Come to me first so that I can give you a peace. Something that I realize that I do when I'm worrying, I am pretty quick to go and try to numb it. I will go to the gym, totally stressed. And the gym is great. It's such a blessing to be able to move and endorphins absolutely help our stress and our worry and our fear, but they don't heal. Endorphins help, only Jesus heals. And so we may go to the gym or we may turn on Netflix to try to mask our pain and our worry, but it's still there. It's going to keep creeping up on us until we actually are still and take the time to surrender that to the Lord. Hail, everything that you're sharing right now, it's ministering to my heart. You're so right. When we choose other things to try to fix our worry, it's because we don't want to release the control that we think that we have over our lives or over our situation. And so this is just such a good reminder that through prayer, we really can release it all to God. And I know something else that I do, if I have taken my fear to God and I'm still just kind of sitting with it for days on end, one of the things that I love to do is to be able to take that to Haley because I know that she is a trusted godly woman who's going to not only encourage me and validate how I feel, but she's going to point me to truth and point me to specific verses that maybe I haven't stumbled upon myself. So if you're experiencing fear or worry, guys, there is so much power in sharing that with a close friend, with your spouse, with a family member, whoever that person may be, uh, share it with us. <laughs> Truly, we'd love to pray over you and that fear that you're grappling with. But sharing your fear and speaking it out loud it's amazing what a difference that can make. It's almost like just putting it out there and knowing that someone is going to sit in that fear with you and really help you through it. It's so freeing and it's really relieving. So I'd encourage you to do that. And then just one last thing that always helps me and Hale, I think that you can attest to this helping you as well. Just listening to music. You guys know we love a good song recommendation. And one of my favorite songs to listen to, especially when I'm currently worried about something something or I'm anxious about something is a song by Bethel Music called No Longer Slaves. And Hell, you want to sing some of the lyrics for us? <laughs> I almost went for it, honestly. I'm no longer <laughs> a slave to fear. Wow, you really left me hanging there. <laughs> Your voice is so beautiful. You're in so much trouble. I'm grounding you. <laughs> Hale, are there any songs that really help you, especially when you're facing fear or worry? Yes. I will say that song is one of my all-time favorite worship songs where when I am just paralyzed with anxiety and I haven't even been able to pray yet because I just feel so stuck, I'll just turn on that song and I'll cry. I'll just cry. Honestly, I don't know what it is about music that is so special. It just moves 
moves us and it helps us reflect. And I just love how music can really center my heart and prepare me for prayer. So sometimes I'll listen to a song before I pray. And this is one of my go-to songs. Then there's another song that I absolutely love. It's more of a pump up song. It's called Fear Is Not My Future by Brandon Lake and Chandler Moore. And it is so good. I have not heard that song and I am pumped to go listen to it as soon as we get off. So for any of you listening to this, we really do hope that this encourages you and gives you some really tangible takeaways for you to consider doing in the future. And we're all in this together. Kayla and I are not perfect. (laughs) Tomorrow we'll probably wake up and not choose God first when something anxiety producing comes my way, but that's okay. That's this whole process. That's this whole journey of our faith is God perfecting our faith and helping us each day to be more like. Like him. Sometimes I just sit back in awe and I'm like, God, you're so good. The fact that he doesn't just invite us to give him our worry, but that he then provides us with perfect peace that makes no sense is just so loving of him. So we just invite you to give your fear over to him and experience his perfect peace with us. And I love what you said. We're all in this together, learning to go to God first, praying, releasing it, reading the word, looking at Philippians 4, looking at Matthew 6, texting a friend, calling a friend, revealing what's been heavy in our hearts, knowing that God can work through other people. And I know all of this takes so much practice, but I love that God is always here with open arms for us to cast all of our anxieties to Him. And there's just so much freedom knowing that God can break every stronghold in our life, including worry. If you're listening today and you have not put your faith in the Lord, what a perfect time to consider praying. God, I would love to have a relationship with you. This fear that I am battling is unbearable and I need you to lift this from me. I need you to take this from me and I want to just release it to you. Heaven will be celebrating to have you (laughs) in the family. so glad you joined us for this episode. If you thought of a friend who might be encouraged by this topic, please feel free to share this message with them. Our hope is to share God's love and truth with as many women as possible. And you can help us play a big part in that mission by leaving a written review on Apple podcast. Also, if you have questions are in need of prayer or want to learn more about our story, head to thisweknowfaith.com and connect with us on social media. Remember, friend, as you step back into this day, God is with you in every season. This we know.